When I used to be your priest, when I was here, 9.30 was always my favorite mass. Because most of you are wrestling about three small humans. And nothing has changed. It's so good to see that. This is how they know that you are my disciples. That's what Jesus said. This is how they know that you are my disciples. So let's have a quick chat about discipleship, shall we? There's a guy, you might not be familiar with him. I'm sure many of you are. His name is Elon Musk. He owns Tesla, a space company, of course, right? Rockets. And he's just decided he's going to buy this thing called Twitter. Twitter is a space. It's a public square for you to voice your opinions on anything you want. And people can follow you. They can subscribe to, in a sense, be your disciple and listen to what you have to preach and what you have to say. Ultimately, that's what the word disciple means. It comes from the Greek word, discipulus, which means to follow, to follow someone. And on these platforms like Twitter, and there's other ones like Instagram, the, the button actually says follow. And you're following that person. Or you can even unfollow. You can stop following someone. And there's even people who will now even designate themselves, proclaim themselves to be called influencers, right? I'm an influencer. People are following me, and based on what I post, what I say, what I share, it influences other people. They will even make a living off of it. They'll tell companies, let me wear your products, let me use your things for free, because so many people follow me, when they see that, then they're going to want to buy your product. Okay, so I think we can establish, at least in our day and age, that the principle of discipleship is not something reserved to the Christian life. When we say disciple, many of us think Christianity, right? But in actuality, many of us, even outside of this church, are disciples of so many things. Disciples following so many things without even realizing and Jesus, 2,000 years ago, but perfectly for today, he says, this is how they're going to know that you're my disciples. Okay, the, the principle of inference here is very helpful. If he's saying that you're going to know that you're my disciples, I think our Lord is telling us that some are disciples of other things. If there's no other principle of discipleship outside of Jesus Christ, why does he have to say my disciples? He says it because, in fact... You and I are constantly, constantly bombarded with opportunities to be disciples for absolutely everything other than the Lord. The world you and I live in today, right? Buy this product. <laughs> Do this. Invest here and you'll be perfectly happy. Be my disciple. And the Lord says, this is how you're going to be known as my disciple. What preceded it? Love one another. Okay, Father, that's like fluffy language. Like, give me something a little bit more concrete. Love one another as I have loved you. Okay, now like the rubber's starting to meet the road a little bit. How did he love us? Let's ask more questions. Love one another as I have loved you. One of the most beautiful things about your beautiful home, your church, throughout the entire archdiocese, all 111 parishes, you have one of the most beautiful depictions of how he loved you. Love one another as I have loved you. Well, at St. Peter's, you don't have the opportunity to forget that because it's right there. 
Every time you walk into this church, you're given an example of what it actually is going to look like if we're going to actually be his disciple. And I mean actually be his disciple. It's a very dangerous question. I have to ask myself, what would my life actually look like if I was not 98% or not 97%, but 100% his disciple? 100% his disciple. In my work in vocations as we form uh, men to be priests, the Vatican has just approved our, what's called our new program of priestly formation, and we've revamped the whole thing. The first two years now is what's called the discipleship phase, where the church literally asks a question about the individual in front of us. Before we do anything, before you crack open a theology book and start diving into that, the church asks one fundamental question. Is this individual a disciple of Jesus Christ? And we shouldn't make that assumption. We should never assume that this individual is actually a disciple, which means with all the other distractions and laws of the world, this person is following the Lord Jesus. He's willing to lay down his life. Friends, it's something completely repugnant to our current day and age, the idea of being a follower a disciple of Jesus. We are not short of disciples in this day and age. The question is, who are they following? Who are you following? Many of us, I'm sure at times, have slipped into being disciples of other things, of certain figures, people of influence, social, political, whatever it is. And we think, yes, this is our new Messiah, right? That you and I stood in the public square when there was Jesus and Barabbas, a revolutionary who was kind of popular, but also a prophet who promises eternal life. And we said, whether we like to admit it or not, we said, give us Barabbas. The challenge for you and I in this day and age, with all the noise and the confusion of this world, is we stand and we present a figure, this strange, disfigured Roman symbol of execution before the world and we say, this is what true love looks like. This is what it looks like to be made whole. This is someone I can follow all the way through the valley of death into eternal life. There's not a person in this church today, your priest included, who's not a disciple. The question that we all have to ask ourselves each and every day though, friends, I have to ask myself, of whom am I a disciple?